Hello, darlings. This is Fat from Ask Britannia. And you are listening to the NBS show. Keep listening, darlings. Hello and welcome to the MBS show, episode 81. I am your host, Norman Santo. Joining me today is Charlie. Hello, Norman. Hey, Charlie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. So, how was your day? What did you do? Today, I... Hmm, pretty much uneventful, I must say. Quiet Saturday. Nothing much to say about an uneventful day. Okay, cool. So, um, was your day off today? No, but... Well, nothing much happened during work, so... I just left it at that. <laughs> so you just left work because nothing happened. <laughs> uh, <sighs> How is your day, Norman? It was kind of uneventful. I think I spent the whole day looking at YouTube videos. That's about it, I think. Good for you. Yeah. I also watched Avatar The Legend of Korra, episode 4. Or was it 3? I don't remember. Oh, 3, episode 3. It was fun. It was fun. Mm, don't we have a guest host today, Norman? Oh, yeah, true. We do have a guest host today. And our guest host for today is Sketchy Sounds. Hello. Hey there, Sketchy. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. So, how has your day been? Mm, fairly uneventful. <laughs> uh, the main thing that's happened today is that I took delivery of some PC parts. Um, and I would have started building a PC with them, but unfortunately not all of them have arrived yet. I'm actually building a computer for one of the other people on the Aspertani Tumblr team. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a motherboard yet, which is kind of the most important part of the computer. So, no building today. That is true. The motherboard is the most important part of the PC. Even if you don't have a casing to go with it, you still can build a PC. Mm -hmm. You can, although I wouldn't recommend building a, cam a computer without a case. Having components exposed is not a good idea. Oh, that is true. That is true. We don't want people to get electrocuted. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, I guess we can talk about the thing that we just did yesterday, or is it today? Uh, time zone is a bit confusing for me. But I believe that James Cork called a live stream event yesterday? Yes, he had a whole day live stream event, which was to help uh, Lil Miss Clay with some debt worries. And I think by the end of it, it was 15 hours he'd been on, which is a new record for him. Oh my. And... We spent the day, uh, he was primarily doing this massive drawing featuring characters of everyone who donated. And let's see. By the end of it, we had raised just over $1,500 to help Clay out, which was quite something because the initial goal had only been 500 yeah, That is true, that is true. If I remember right, James was kind of doubting himself that uh, we might not hit the 500 goal. <laughs> yeah. He was. He'd been like, oh, I'm not sure we'll even make 500. And then by the end of the day, we'd gotten 1,500. And he was like, well, <laughs> you should prove me wrong. I think by far and away, probably the best part of it was at the end. And now uh, we got in contact with Jay and we were like, here's the money. And his response, I believe, was quite literally, Jesus. <laughs> and <laughs> And he started shaking and he cried a bit. Oh, man. Whoa, like, awesome. Adorable. Uh, it's true that uh, being in debt is not a fun thing to be. I mean, seriously, being it's in debt, no, no, one wants to be, no one wants to be in that position. But still, it's cool that um, we can help Jay out. Yeah. Yeah. It was 
It was funny because we were like, um, James was like, you know, put your stream on so that we can record your reaction. So he did. And, you know, as they like, had that, you know, he had that exclamation. And then, you know, he said, I'm actually shaking here. And he, and he was even crying a bit. And uh, it was funny because he was like wiping tears away from his eyes. He's like, you guys are jerks. Made me cry on my stream. <laughs> No, but still, um, he he deserved the loves, man, because he did all those Tumblr posts. Yeah, he, he deserves it. He deserves it. He does a lot. True. Um, he does do an awful lot. I mean, okay, you know, he did kind of um, bring a lot of his debt on himself, but at the same time, you know, it's still the right thing to do to help someone out when they have um, yeah. when they have issues. And if you if it's within your power to help someone, then you should. True. True. That is a good reason to help a friend out. Did James mention that Jay was having medical issues too? I don't know whether he'd had any medical issues. Mm. Um, he might possibly have had. But uh. yeah, certainly he'd had issues with um, the catalogue he'd been doing and having to pay commissioners back and also some car and real-life worries as well. So, yeah, he's, he's had a bit of a rough time of it recently. Certainly... Um, he had had a lot on his mind, a lot of stress from his situation. So we will definitely have helped to alleviate that. Well, I believe in karma. You help somebody and somebody may help you back again later on. Mm. <laughs> this is one of the things that really impressed me that is quite unique to this fandom is that we actually help each other out. We, we kind of have like a larger heart than, hearts than most other people in other fandoms. And we aim that towards uh, good charity work. True that, true that. Yeah. And talking about charity work, segue on to the next topic. <laughs> Housekeeping. Ooh, I we... see what you did there. <laughs> yes, and I didn't even plan it. Anyway, we here at the MBS show like playing video games and we really like to help in the charity events. So what do we do or what can we do? Well, as of November 2nd, 2013, most of the crew will be participating in Extra Life 2013, a 25-hour mm-hmm. gaming marathon to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. What to expect in that 25-hour of gaming marathon? Well, expect to be a part of the live stream with me and I hope Charlie yes. as we play games and possibly rage at the game. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and interact with the guests if they're guests on show. I hope you can come on, Sketchy, because um, if we're playing Tetris, you can play your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but still, um, please do please do come and, well, donate to the charity event and, well, help kids. Links to the donation page can be found in the show notes. And you forgot to kick Fences buttocks. Well, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yay, I love that song. Seriously, I love that song. I'm the man who has um, the bricks from up above. <laughs> I had to say, I, if I have the time to turn up, then I certainly will. I mean, the, inter- the thing is, uh, what day is It's a Saturday. Event? I'm going to look at my calendar. Because the thing is, I might actually have work soon. Oh, um, so I might, if If I get a job... Well, if I get this job that I'm going to go for an interview for, I might actually be working that day. But if I'm not, then certainly I'd be happy to turn up and be like, Hey, guys. You do know that it's 25 hours, right? So it's like, even if you do go to work and come back, we'll still be on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose. But I mean, take into account that if that is the case, you know, even if it's 25 hours, it's like, I might get up go have breakfast, then go to work, and that would be like eight hours, and it would be like two hours before that, so that's ten hours. Um, 
and I'll come back from work. Might have time then, granted, but that's only if I don't decide, oh, I just want to do some games or, or go to sleep or whatever. So, <laughs> if you want to do some yeah. games, we'll be there. Like, join us. <laughs> yeah, true, true. You're right. Join us. We're totally not creepy. Join us. Uh, well, 25 hours, um, like I said, I could play GTA 5. Oh, God, no. What have I gotten myself into? Well, I wouldn't be able to join you if you played that, though, because I don't, I don't have GTA 5. I don't have a PS3 or a 360 either, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. Rockstar, why do you no love the PC? <laughs> well, I mean, this is the thing, though. I mean, it probably will come out on PC in, like, five or six months' time, because mm. that's, that's the usual demo with the, with the GTA series, is it comes out on consoles, and then, like, about half a year later, they then have ported it to PC, and they're like, okay, here you go, PC gamers, have fun. True, yeah. true, true, true. And let's move on to the next topic, and the next topic is news time. In today's news time, ponies on another Marvel comic. It seems that ponies have invaded Marvel comics once again, and this time it's the superior foes of Spider-Man comic number 4, cover variant. The same artist, Guri Hiru, that did the Deadpool comic variant cover has done another pony cover. Nothing much is known about how to get this variant cover. Things can be found in the show notes. So... It seems that ponies are very popular. Hmm. I think that somebody behind, well, Marvel, or a bunch of people behind Marvel, has got to be bronies to be able to think of such <laughs> such a cover. A whole variant cover dedicated to ponies. That's that's something to speak of for its own. Um, how do I put this? It's kind of... It was interesting with Deadpool because Deadpool is kind of your pop culture reference character where he... Well, basically spouts out pop culture reference. And since ponies is pop culture-y, so it makes sense. But I'm yeah. guessing that the Well, I mean, sales... Deadpool's whole shtick is, that, of course, that he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a self-aware comic character. He's aware that he's in a comic. And more importantly, he's aware of, as he said, the pop, pop culture around him. So he is able to work that into what goes on and, you know, spout bizarre lines or say funny stuff or true, do true. silly stuff. True, true, that's true. Spider-Man is not to that level, but he do break the fourth wall once in a while. But I, I yeah. think it's more akin to money, really, because the Deadpool variant comic got a lot of sales. And if oh. I remember right, it was only available at San Diego Comic-Con 2013. So I'm guessing it sold out pretty hard. <laughs> so why not do it with this one? Because... Who knows? People might enjoy it. And I'm guessing people might buy this. So so they're just rolling with a bandwagon. Is that what you're saying? Sure, why not? Just think about it. People want to buy and we give them product. People buy. So that mindset works, right? Yeah, if they like safe products, then maybe they like something similar. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. True, 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 true. Pony is the best-selling comic overall. It broke, what, um, top 20? Or top 100. So that's good. It had some record. certainly wouldn't surprise me. And if I remember right, it's not even counting digital sales. Yeah, we're talking about the physical variants alone. Mm-hmm. hmm But still... That's um, impressive. True, true. But still, do go buy Pony Comics. Go buy comics overall and help the industry because the comic industry is kind of dying. Yeah. And buy physical comics because, like, they support... Um, sales of physical comics actually... Uh, benefit the creators more rather than digital ones. This is quite true because I read it somewhere on the internet. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> 
<laughs> yes, you know, that's true because I read it on the internet. <laughs> you know, Charlie, that is a reliable source there. Yeah, yeah MCS. MCS. No, but still, you, you could mask it around saying that you read it on a proper page or something like that. Not the internet. <laughs> like, I could say I found out about ponies on the internet, and that could be... <laughs> I think there's rumors on the internet. I know, I was just being snarky. Yep, hate back higher on you, bro. So anyway, why don't you be snarky with the second news topic? Yeah, next news topic. We have the answer to the mystery of Applejack's hat. Dun, dun, re- dun. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sketchy. In the recent Hot Minute, featuring Applejack by Hot Topic, they've asked various questions to the Apple Farm. Questions from favorite Apple dessert to best advice from Big Mac. One of the questions that stood out that got the whole fandom on fire was, where did you get that hat? And the answer was surprisingly simple. She wanted bobbing for apples at the Ponyville Fair. <laughs> so for those who are wondering why was this an issue, it was only due to the fact that most of the fans have portrayed her hat to be a keepsake from her parents. This was prevalently used in fan fictions and also in comics. Links can be found in the now, show notes. I find it interesting that there have been people who have been up in arms in this, because it's like, well... As I think it was full papers or someone said, you know, what does this change? It doesn't change anything. Because, okay, yeah, she won it as a uh, prize at the Ponyville Fair. But there's still a reason that couldn't make it a keepsake from her parents. Because, hey, it could have been, she'd been at said fair with her parents and won it while she was there. Uh And, you know, they, they had been there when she'd won it or whatever. Or, you know, anything like that. So... I don't think people should be as upset about this as some of them have been, because it's like, okay, it doesn't maybe fit entirely with your idea of where she got her hat from, but, you know, don't be so upset just because the writers have said something that contradicts your, your headcanon. True. And also, <laughs> Sketchy, um, take a look at this comic, because uh, people have retconned it. <laughs> uh, I'm familiar comic. Yeah, but I, 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 I'll say my point of view on this, because... Like like I wrote down the script here. <laughs> True, Applejack's hat has been revolving around a lot of fanfic comics that is was a keepsake from her parents, and people have been stating that her parents have been dead a long while ago. And in the what was the episode again where the racist barn song was there? What was it? Apple Family Reunion. Yeah, in the Apple Family Reunion episode, it kind of hinted that. Her parents were gone. Actually confirmed by story writer later. True, but it was not canonized. So it's not true until they say it in the show. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of that hat represents something important to the story that people have in their heads. Yeah, well, a, a lot of fanfic I read says that, oh, parents gave hat to Applejack, Applejack loves hat because parents gave and now parents are gone and with this hot topic um, hot minute thing that appeared it's like I want this hat in the apple uh, in the Ponyville apple fair eehaw (laughs) it's like (laughs) this we got all fandom knowledge of hat Mm, Sketchy what do you what do you think about the comic I think that is adorable that (laughs) comic is absolutely adorable and that totally works as well yeah true that true that and uh, Charlie, what about you? I, I believe you're the one that was kind of over and underreacting. Oh, mm, 
I don't see the big deal. I mean, uh, <laughs> to be honest, uh, it doesn't make much of a difference if she did win it at a Ponyville fair or if it's a keepsake from her parents because the, the main issue I have about the hat is actually not about uh, fan fictions or in the show, but it's rather more towards the toys. I'm more like, Applejack, why are you no hat on the toys? So Yeah, yeah. that's that's always been the main issue of content. It's like, where's her hat? Yeah, correct. So I was more distracted towards the merchandising part of it rather than the fan fiction part of it. <laughs> I, I see things in a different light. No, no, no. Um, I, I kind of um, agree, like your perspective, because it's not about the what the fandom wants. It's uh-huh. kind of what the uh, toy makers or toy collectors want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, I still think that the hat is kind of prevalent to Applejack's characteristics, well, due to people writing fanfics about it. And, well, for me, it's kind of, I don't really care and I don't really not care about it. The hat is just, um, what is the word I'm looking for? A MacGuffin of how people want to portray Applejack, really? It's the magic, yeah, yeah, magic MacGuffin that tells people how she acts and reacts. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I guess we can end this on a, somewhat confusing note because if we keep going on we can just spin around in circles where we can just talk about Applejack's hat mm. very important topic really really now <laughs> yes. uh, the, the really important topic is that Octavia sold out on Hot Topic man like I wanted to have that Octavia but it's sold out so mm. everyone wants Octavia because she is best pony oh yeah, true true and what Let's... did I tell you guys before? Octavia will be paired up with DJ Poem 3 when it comes out. It's true. It's true. Hmm. Yes, yes. It's Octoscratch. Octos... Oh, well, okay. That just sounded weird. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. It's Octoscratch. Octavia Vinyl Scratch. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people most people just tend to just say Vinyl Tavia. <laughs> tongue easier. Today I learned, man. Today I learned. So, moving on to the next topic... Well, we usually have guest time here, but since we don't have a guest, let's do discussions. And this week's discussion is Polycon in the official comic, mm. and why the hate. Interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, with this fandom, it seems to be sometimes it seems to be the case if you just give them anything that they don't like, that there'll be a backlash on it. I mean, I think part of the reason why there's been backlash on this is because there was, there was backlash on Twilicon right from the get-go. There was a lot of people that were like, you know, they were like, what are you doing? Why have you given Twilight wings? And then there's the other camp that was like, we saw this coming. But I mean, I think now there's been enough time has passed since the end of season three for people to have kind of cooled down a bit and basically accept it now. I think the fandom in general is a lot more accepting now of Princess Twilight than they were when it occurred. And as for her going into the comics, I think it's a good idea. Because the, the comic writers have essentially said they wanted to see um, how she was going to be in season four and how they should, you know, how that should affect her characterization, her portrayal and so forth. And keeping in mind that they get to see and look at season four stuff before everyone else, yep, and now that they have done so, um, you know, I think one of the important things to take away from what we've seen is that they've said what they've seen, you know, hasn't marginalized anyone else, and Twilight is still 
you know, which is still the same pony, just, you know, having to deal with some new problems. So true, true. Should be interesting to see. From the note here that I noticed is, um, an earlier note pointed out that they would wait to see how she acts in season four before giving her wings in the comic. They have access to the scripts and yes. have come to the conclusion that she's still the same Twilight and yep. treated the same way, just with wings. So I think people might be overreacting to the whole Twilight quarantine because essentially you still get Bruni's your... overreacting to mm. something? Perish the thoughts. <laughs> Posh. <laughs> like, that never happened before, right? Mm. But really, <laughs> I find the last line really reassuring, you know? Just like she's being treated the same way just with wings. That means that her character has not changed. She's not above her friends. There's no, like, princess food um, kind of thing that makes makes her different in any way. Yeah, true. So we're going to get the same Twilight, which we all know and love since um, season one to season three. True, true. Yep, it's... and now she just has more to make her adorable. Yeah. <laughs> true. No, but the thing is, um, aside from the wings, Twilight, if you notice her character arc, mm-hmm. she's been taught to be a friend first before anything else. True. The whole yeah. show is centered about friendship. Yeah, true. But, you know, sometimes you have an arc where you need to be more insert X here. But with Twilight, she needs to be a friend first before anything else. And that's been her story arc. With Rarity, she needs to kind of be... What's the word I'm looking for? Be a friend first before... No, no, no sorry. Um... Be open-minded to other things besides what fashion things you have and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were to look at all of the ponies, in fact, really all of them have had that same lesson in that you need to learn to put your friends first sometimes. Or, you know, you, you need to learn to be selfless in some things. Because, say, for example, Twilight needed to learn to put others before her studies. Uh, Rarity needed to learn to put others before her own selfish desires. Um, Fluttershy needed to learn to put others before her fears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Rainbow Dash has needed to learn to put others before her own ambitions true, true. Um, and her own ego. ego yeah. And Applejack has needed to learn to put others before her own stubbornness, I suppose. True. Or, you know, l- learn to rely on others rather than just herself. That's true, that's true. So, like, the character art, there's, it's there. So, I don't see why people are angry at the whole thing. Even with the comic thing, like, I'm waiting for Twilight to have wings. I was expecting Twilight to have wings in the recent comic that's coming number 11 yeah. with the whole arc with Shining Armor and Cadence. I was hoping to have oh, her yeah. wings there. But it seems that it wasn't, it was kind of, um, how do I put this? If you wanted to read the comic, read read number 11 and then 10, it makes sense that way. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing, though. Um, I mean, the the recent ones where she's, where it's basically them talking with Shang Armor and Cadence, I take that to be just simply it's happening sometime in between the end of season two and the end of season three, which gives it quite a large window for it to be happening in. Because mm. she didn't gain her wings until the end of season three, so... Mm, true. And if I do remember right, the comics, they're kind of the in-between between seasons, so there's a huge gap between, like, um, season one to season two was kind of 
staple between there and season three to season four was kind of well, equestrian girls. Yeah, equestrian girls. <laughs> yeah. And between season two and season three, comics. Yeah. I kind yeah. of want to I mean, see. There's, there's there's loads of space where these stories can be fit into. True, true. I kind of want to see um, if they do mention stuff that happened in the comic in the show because, you know, yeah. they can just say that, oh, the Changeling Queen, we defeated her once, we can defeat her again. And like, um, Twilight Sparkle will have her super awesome magic power to defeat her again <clears throat> stuff because... I think that's a good idea, but I don't think it's very likely because that would leave like, viewers of the show who don't read the comics really confused. Yeah. True, true. Going by going by past experiences where you've had franchises that have had both comics and animation adaptations, and especially Hasbro franchises, I don't think there's much chance that stuff that has happened in the comics will be referenced in the show as much. But certainly I would expect there to be plenty of reference to show material in the comics, because that's generally what happens. I mean, the other big one I could point to with that would be Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the 80s, the comics certainly held reasonably rigidly to the way the characters were portrayed in the show. The show, though, never made reference to the comics, primarily because the show was made by a... It was put together by a production company, which was, well, not even in the same country as the, as the company putting together the comics, because mm-hmm. the comics were done by Marvel Comics... And the show was done by Takara, I think. I could be completely wrong on that. Well, they, they were put together by one of the Eastern animation companies mm-hmm. because at the time those were the cheapest ones to make use of were the ones situated in like Asia, uh, Taiwan, Asia, yeah, that general area. So, in fact, no, it was probably Sunrise. I think it might have been Sunrise. My knowledge on these things is a bit flaky. I would have to actually look it up. Um, I'm probably getting the details completely wrong. So uh, I think but I yeah. get what you guys are saying because if we... Okay, I would like it if the show referenced the comic and the comic would reference the show, but it's not going to happen because mm. of timing and yeah. stuff. So it's all about comic reference the animated world, but the animated world just reference themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the classic problem. It's a classic problem when you've got these two mediums uh, well, these two forms of media that you're trying to uh, correlate is that one is always going to be ahead of the other or one is always going to have slightly different stuff than the other. Um, the other big example would be when you have uh, manga to anime adaptations. Um, the manga is always ahead of the anime. And sometimes, like with Dragon Ball, the anime goes so fast it catches up to the manga and then it's like, oh... <laughs> We have no more material. Now we're going to have to make a lot of filler whilst oh, the manga has some time to keep going. And then you also have the additional problem of sometimes one or the other medium might run into some problems and stop for a while. Oh, and true. that leaves the other one kind of hanging like, well, now what the hell do we do? It's why companies avoid doing this sort of thing. It's why Hasbro will avoid doing that as well, I think. So, mm, yeah, I think true. more likely is... The one that came second will make reference to the one that came first. So in this mm-hmm. case, the comics are going to reference the show a lot, and they already have, um, and will continue to do so, I expect. But the comic I see as also being quite a bit more fun as well, because 
they seem to have a good deal more liberty than DHX do with some of the stuff they do because they make so many references to other things and put in so many little details in the background as well. Oh, that's yeah. true, that's true. Um, that's the Gordon Ramsay pony, the Huey <laughs> Dewey oh pony. That- <laughs> the Gordon Ramsay pony that killed me when I, I when I saw that because I hadn't noticed that and then I oh, saw Tom was pointing it out and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> no, I noticed it. I noticed it first when I read it. It's like, oh my god, it's him! <laughs> look at his look at his face. He's angry. <laughs> also, can we take a moment to appreciate Luna's t-shirts? In the oh movie? yeah, I love that. I, I really love that. <laughs> the, the t-shirts like um, blame my sister and then blame my sister, buy me things. Best. Best. And then um, there's the Batman logo. Yeah, and there was also the, the Federation logo at one point mm-hmm. as well. And then she also had one that said, don't start with me. <laughs> but if you, okay, um, talk, since we're talking about the comics now, um, did you guys notice that they show a lot of reference to other comics? Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the cover for, I think it was issue... It's either nine or ten. The one that had like all those all the ponies on the front, like it had oh. like vinyl and carrot top and derpy and so yep. forth, and vinyl saying "Want to make something of it?" Uh-huh. Yeah. That's actually a reference to an old Justice League comic. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. It's yeah. also it's also a reference to another Transformer com- cover. Yeah. Yeah, that Transformers cover was in itself a reference to that Justice League cover. Because um, so cool. the Justice League cover was like came out in the early 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Transformers one came out late 80s, early 90s. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, we've got this one, which has come out this year. Oh, I love it when... I have to say, I love it when comic artists do that. I mean, I've seen others where they've done that. Um, a quite memorable one I saw was uh, the Darkwing Duck comic, the new one. Oh, okay. Uh, made a reference to the Killing Joke. <laughs> there was uh, there was a recent comic cover where it was I think it was Darkwing's nemesis and I forget his name, but it was him with the camera and you could see Darkwing Duck in the in the reflection on the lens, and the the guy was saying smile and that's that's a big massive reference to the classic Batman arc, uh, the Killing Joke, where it had the Joker with the camera and him oh, doing smile. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And oh god, it was so cool! It's like the covers, especially the covers. Um, you guys remember cover number eleven? It was shining armor holding up a boombox to Cadence. Yes, yes. That's, that's as I say. There's so many references to other elements of pop culture that they do as well. Yeah. Yeah, and oh god, it, like I, I appreciate the comic seriously. Whoever yeah. haven't read, read it. Go buy and read it because there's a lot of good stuff in it. Especially, um, remember the part where Luna came in and Vinyl was singing a song? Uh, which one was that? Give me a second if I can find it because I like you guys. I'd say I do love the expressions on the Wanna Make Something of It cover. Yeah, I do love that too. <laughs> Lyra, Derpy. And take a moment to appreciate Vinyl's eye color. I also, I just, with that one, I find Carrot Top's expression absolutely hilarious. So it's just like, dude. It's like she's high or something. Also Colgate, she's, her expression is mildly terrifying. She's like, <laughs> stares he's staring into your soul. Yeah. Also, I love how Lyra is like, how do I make her eyes go the right way? <laughs> Uh, but no, still the com- the comics just awesome, and the comics just awesome. I wonder if mm. my fifth indie prices 
picture or not? Actually, Price, Price and Cook, they are my favorite artists at this moment for the comics. Oh, true that, true that. But they're the mainstream guys who did the comics. Yeah, so. they started it, so they're good at it, I suppose. I also like Octavia there, where she's just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and the doctor's expression as well. He's just like, I'm a pony. Ponies are cool. <laughs> but still, still, um, all of this comic things, it's really awesome. I wish they would do more of it, really. They are doing more of it. You just have to wait for it to come out. Yeah. I mean, they said the, uh, the miniseries is going to stop after the next one but I think that's only going to be a temporary thing. I think it's only until season four comes out that uh, we won't see any more miniseries, and then they might do more. Blame so. my sister. Okay, here. Here's the yep. picture that we're talking about. Look at Vinyl, what she's singing. Baby, you can, you can hold my card. Yes, I'm going to be a star. Maybe you can hold my card. Maybe I'll beat me. Beat, beat me. Unfortunately, the reference escapes me. It's a Beatle reference. Yep. I, I need to hear the song. That's why I heard from another show, but it's a Beatle reference. I wish I could find it. No, but still, um, the art is really good. It's good. I love references like this. I, I'm just sad that I don't get it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Sketchy, do you know? Please tell us, do you know? I don't know that song, but reading the description, I can tell it's a Beatles one. There's, there's a, the description says it? Really? Yeah, because it says a few more fun things I did with the page was the return of the Thomas Magnum pony alongside Rarity's parents and having vinyl ditch the damn club music for some, for some of the Fab Four. <laughs> and the Fab Four is a nickname for the Beatles. Awesome. Well, still, um, I'm looking forward to the next comic coming out because if anybody's read the new comic, it's a fun story. Which that whole Big Mac thing was hilarious. Oh, yeah, the whole Big Mac story. Was oh, no, no spoilers, please. I, I'm only halfway through that one. Oh, finish reading right. it, man. It's not that hard. No, oh, I'm talking about yeah. the Cadence and Shining Armor comic because... Oh, that one. Oh, oh. yeah. I love, I love... Okay, I have to say this. I love that they made Shining Armor a massive dork. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the frame of him saying hello to Cadence. Where he's like, hello. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Oh. Like, I, I just love that, you know, he is just as huge of a adorable idiot as Twy has turned out to be. It's like, that's brilliant. Brilliant <laughs> genius. That's so cool. Uh, I, I especially love how um, he is a D&D dork. <laughs> yes. He's like, like a complete and utter nerd. Yeah, it's like... You, you that. I love that bit where he was like, we're going to live in a shiny crystal castle, I can see it. And they had like that crayon drawing of that. That just broke me. Same here, because like, oh, you got no idea how true that is, man. You got no idea. Yeah, it's like, I can tell the right. you know, it's like, the writers have seen the show, so they know this is going to happen. So it's like, let's just have a massive laugh with that. True, true. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do love the comics, seriously. I do love the comics. And uh, why, why can I say? Because you, you you can hear us geeking out about this comic. And um, <laughs> we haven't even touched upon the other things that the... Well, um, Bobby... What's his name again? Um, Bobby Crone? Crone? Colonel, I think. Colonel, Colonel. Colonel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bobby Colonel has clarified on the things that we don't really care as long as it's good. Mm. Yes. It's basically some reassurance towards the angry fans, oh, which yeah. actually brings up an interesting thought. 
do you guys really think that it's much of a big deal than it's made out to be? Because I get the feeling that the most people that make noise are a minority of people who... Oh, true that, true uh, that. Oh yeah, yeah it's always, that's always the case. Um, mm. If you look at any fandom, yeah. just about any fandom out there, when you've got people who are saying, you know, when something happens and there's all these people that say, oh, this is the worst thing ever, Yeah. more often than not, it's, it's not. a minority, but it's also them that are making the most noise mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I'll give you a funny comparison okay. that happened that someone made. There was basically, there was someone a little while back mentioned about fandom whining and so forth, and he said, you know, the, the Brony fandom does every so often take things and blow them way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, you know, in some respects, we're like the Sonic fandom 2.0. And then someone else said, well, no, we're not. And said, because, you know, at least we haven't made a fuss about the color of a pony's eyes yet. <laughs> and then someone else was like, vinyl scratch. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Could you clarify why? why? Why is that? Well, that's, I mean, this is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know how there was the whole furore about the color of vinyl scratches eyes, right? Yeah, I do know, but um, yeah. comparing it to Sonic, yeah. why? Well, because back in, I think it was early 2000 or 1999, mm-hmm. we had Sonic Adventure came out, and suddenly Sonic had green-colored eyes. And okay. a load of people were like, this is the worst thing ever. In fact, no, it wasn't that, actually. People accepted that because it was like they jumped to 3D and everyone was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It was when Sonic 4, Episode 1 came out, oh. and they gave Sonic green eyes and that. And there was a massive rage about it because it was like, this is supposed to be harking back to the classic Sonic games. Why does he have green eyes? He shouldn't have green eyes because classic Sonic didn't have green eyes. It's like, are you serious? It's like, are you actually listening to the words coming out of your mouth? And it's like, but then you look at the Brony fandom, and it's like, you know, we haven't done anything like this. It's like, oh, wait, yeah, we have. <laughs> There's all this... That's not a word! ...about the color of vinyl's eyes. It's like, no, they're actually red. <laughs> Dad, but, okay, with vinyl's eyes, I can see why, because it all started out on a debate between her eyes are blue, her eyes are red, her eyes are blue, her eyes are red. And then somehow they agreed on being red. And then... When the show creator said, you know what? We're going to make her eyes magenta. <laughs> and then well, people... Or maroon. Oh, yeah, maroon. Um, but yeah, they, they are basically red. Yeah, that's, that's, well. that's basically a shade of red. So the people who said her eyes were red were right. But um, still, people were still angry at that. Yeah, it's like, it, you do... People do pick the stupidest things to get mad about. Yeah. But then again, you know, you can look at that in a positive or a negative light, because... Mm. In a negative light, it's like you're getting upset over something really small and stupid. It's like, but in a positive light, it's like, well, at least you're passionate about what you love. I like your way of thinking. And okay, let's take a step further. Because of all the complaints, people at DHX have noticed it and tried to use less copy and paste ponies. Yeah. Yeah, and that that again, that again is a good thing because we do like variety in our background ponies, so we do. So we can have more stories we treat of them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, giving us more background ponies gives us more characters to come up with ideas for and give backstory to. In heck, poster children for that, Vinyl and Octavia, they've made, like, maybe, I think, number of appearances on screen for the two of them is, like, Octavia has appeared on screen, I think, maybe twice or maybe three times. Vinyl has appeared, like, two or three times as well. That's Mm -hmm. it. And we've only ever seen them doing, like, little things. And yet, look at the amount of fan fiction written about them, the amount of clipping done with them. It's like, what? (laughs) You know, I I think this is a good thing to say because 
our fandom, the Bruni fandom, is a step further and beyond just because of the little things that we notice. Devonport. Yes, Devonport only appeared twice in the whole entire yep. series. First was in season one where Spike was well, Spike goes to Quills and Sofars to ask for Quills. Yep. And the last one was at season three where Twilight sang the song. Yeah. So basically what happened was Devonport only came in twice, but he's already have his own section in a filmfic. We've given him a name as well. Because he, you know, he doesn't actually have any sort of official name on scripts or anything. He's just, you know, that background pony. Yeah, mm-hmm. background pony. Um, number 12. We've given him a name. <laughs> Likewise for so many others. I mean, a good number of the names of the ponies that are, like, out as toys have oh, come true. from us. Yes. Remember, for example, Lyra, when she came out and threw his heartstrings, and then Hasbro actually went back and called her Lyra Heartstrings. That was excellent. Even DJ Pontree, because if you guys remember, yeah. she was canonized during the Equestria Girls song, not the movie, but the Katy yes. Perry parody. Yes, that's true. So they canonized the name there. And then in one of the expo or toy expo they did in New York or Vegas, they put in Vinyl Scratch. Yep. So those two names are canon just because of us. So yes. is Octavia. Octavia was named by the fandom. True, true that. I, I don't like that. I don't like that they've called her Octavia Melody though. I, d- I don't. I don't really like that as a surname for her. But mm, whatever. Um, but yeah, they've they called her Octavia Melody and Derpy as well was named by us. True. Um, Derpy was the whole reason that people got crazy about lots of stuff. Oh gosh, yeah. Everyone always remembers the whole Derpy Gabriel thing. Oh god. Um, I I don't understand that. I I seriously don't understand why the hate about the whole Derpy thing because Derpy is lovely. You know, that brings us back to the point on the whole vocal minority thing. Because Derpy's actually a prime example of that. Because Hasbro only got, I think it was. It was something very small. It was like literally only about 10 letters of complaint they got, if mm-hmm. that. And in fact, I don't think it was even that many. And they were like, oh crap, we'd better go and change this so that these, you know, six people aren't upset. After that, a lot of people got upset even more. It's kind of bad. Yeah, it's like, that, in order to avoid upsetting, like, you know, a tiny minority of like maybe somewhere between six and 10 people, they did something which then upset about six million. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You know what? I still think about this. I, I still Good job. Think, <laughs> I still think this. Derpy or Ditsy or whatever you want to call Bubble Butt is <laughs> ours. She is our yeah. baby. We we created yeah. her. We made her the way she is now. And she's the fandom's mascot, basically. Yeah. Yes. And well. Yeah, and what I love actually in regards to with where she is and where she's been going is the fact that. Initially, they'd they phased her out of episodes, and then at the end of season three, she appeared like in five or six separate locations. <laughs> and the the last one in the last scene that she popped up, it was the same scene that she first popped in. Ah, that is genius, actually. I wonder, maybe that could be the studio's way of telling Hasbro, "Look, we we don't care what you think; we do what we want." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I mean. I get the impression, and I hope as well when season four comes out, I hope that we still see Derpy in the background because we don't mind if they want to keep her like in the background and you know quiet yes. mm-hmm. because that's, that's fine. Yes. Um, 
even though I thought her voice was adorable anyway when she turned up. But regardless, um, I think, or rather I hope, that they just, you know, keep her in the background, popping up here and there um, in episodes. Because it's fun to play Spot Derpy. True. Yes. Um, even it's okay. Fun. Even if they don't go through the whole season two, like what she they did, like if you remember season one, Derpy was there all about, like just doing background stuff, like clearing out the clouds or clearing out the tree branches in certain episodes, or just walking around. Um, I don't mind that really. In season two, she was playing the Spot Waldo kind of deal, like doing something strange yeah. just to be strange. In season two, she's well, mostly, um, I think, uh, yeah, she was on this Friendship Express during the intro team. Yeah, in in season two, she's um, in season two, she's not always doing silly stuff. Sometimes she's just there in the background doing something normal, or just you know hanging about somewhere doing something. She's not always doing silly stuff, but she does sometimes turn up in some very unexpected locations, like in uh, the Friend Martin. Indeed, where she's where she's in the snow globe. Oh, that yes. was the best one, I think. <laughs> I know. I don't mind those kind of things, but uh, even if you can't do that anymore, just for get reference, like just do what you did in season one. That'll just make me happy. Yes. It's even it's all the little things that matter. Mm, true, true. <laughs> At the end of the day. True. True. Because we all know Derpy is kind of the black sheep of Hasbro. Black sheep of Hasbro, but baby of the fandom. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Hasbro wants to phase her out, but <laughs> how do I put this? Products, including her, sells a lot, so we can't. <laughs> well, yep. they will continue milking the cash cow, as they say. True, Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that she has gotten figurines made of her and still continues to have figurines made of her has is kind of giving us the well gives me the indication that Hasbro finally thought well you know what actually having her around maybe isn't such a bad thing <laughs> true 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 I'm true. still looking for one <laughs> no that's true that's true but you know what um, if Hasbro well let's just say this Hasbro please do not um, write off Derpy Derpy is your kind of cash cow so leave her in Please, do what you did in Season 1. We don't mind. Seriously, you don't have to do what you did in Season 2 with how the whole head-popping thing, and you, you don't even have to give her a voice. Just let her be in the background. She's going to be awesome. Trust me. Yeah. It's all fun. It's all fun. Yeah, I think the majority of the fandom thinks of it that way. As usual, back to the vocal minority, there'll be a bunch of people who is going to be talking about, oh, in, they want they want Derpy to get a more bet, a prominent role in the show, which can't. it's a bad idea. No, you can't. Oh, talking about yeah. Derpy stuff, um, have you guys seen Epic Rage Time? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, would it be interesting to have to have Grey Delia voice Derpy from now on? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. Um, my love is still towards the fan made um, Bob Dumbledore. It's true, but. Um, Grey Delisle is a paid voice actor and if Hasbro wanted to pay somebody professional they could ask her so what do you guys think if Hasbro did go okay. and ask her I, I do have an opinion about this I think that sometimes too much of a good thing is not a good thing so if you're going to bring a professional voice actor just to give a minor character um, no, voice it, it, it doesn't that. really uh, work I, I'm thinking more of an episode if you think about it like mm-hmm. um, collapsing to the fan pressure like okay you want a derpy episode sure we give you a derpy episode and we even give you Greater Lyle what do you think fans 
I think you're overlooking a very important fact there, Norman. Um, that's the fact that they actually already used the professional to give her a voice. Well, you do know who Drippy was voiced by when she actually had a voice, right? Uh, I do. It's Tabitha, but the thing is, Tabitha, it was yeah. kind of a background character I don't really know. So it's like, whatever, I don't care. It's just using the assets they have kind of deal. I... Yeah, but the thing is, um, I think... I mean, this is the thing. Tabitha said the only reason that uh, she'd given Derpy the voice she originally did was because she didn't know enough about the character, and mm. that was only because she hadn't been told enough about the character. Mm. But if you think about it, if, you know, hypothetical situation, if Hasbro were like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give you a Derpy episode, I think they would be best just, you know, having Tabitha do it again. And mm. um, making use of a voice similar to the one that she'd had well, some of the one that she gave her when she voiced her, but, um, you know, perhaps not sounding as, uh, quite the same as she did at the time, so she doesn't actually sound... Well, and, and for want of not wanting to offend anyone here, but still wanting to be politically correct, not making her sound as... Um, derpy. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose not make her sound as derpy or... Uh, or as 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 handicapped is the mm. is the term I want to use. Okay, because um, that was what caused all the backlash before. Was you know people thought because of, because of the way she sounded, they were like, you know, this kind of sounds a bit. Uh, this sort of seems a little bit offensive, and that was what got people all up in a fuss in the first place. But yeah, in a hypothetical situation, if Hasbro did decide to give Derpy an episode, then I would say have time to do the voice, but you know, perhaps do it. Somewhere like halfway between the voice that she gave her and then the voice that she ended up with later. Mm. Basically meaning polish the voice then. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I can go with that. But, you know, it's sometimes um, we're going to sp- uh, blow our budget on this scene. Let's do it grand. Let- let's spend all our budget on this. I mean, it could work if they call Great Isle. Who knows? <laughs> but now, nah, honestly speaking, um, to have that happen... Nah. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Still, Hasbro needs to keep their cash for the toys. If you want to say about having, um, you know, getting fan VAs into the show, mm. um, for voicing characters, as you're saying, like there, mm-hmm. then the better thing would be if you were to try getting um, good fan voices for, say, uh, Vinyl or Octavia into the show. Mm, those would be the more those those would be the bigger crowd pullers. Like mm-hmm. if you had no acting voicing vinyl, because of course everyone heard her voicing vinyl for Epic Web Time. It was Epic Web Time that she voiced vinyl, and uh, everyone loved that. Ah, yeah. <laughs> True. No, it's not that. Like, um, I'm, I'm thinking more of the whole fandom or the whole business with Hasbro inviting um, fandom in, because the only time that happened was for one of the Pokemon. Um, animated series. If you guys remember that there was this guy who is a big fan of Pokemon and I think it was Nintendo of America who invited him on to voice a character in the show. And that was a one-time scene only. It, it was pretty okay, yeah. but it was kind of... Uh, how would I put it? Think about the situation of how certain cartoons work with other cartoons. Because... With ponies, if you do once, there's a high chance that said character will come back again. So let's not risk it with calling a fan VA on. <laughs> with Pokemon, <laughs> like, okay, you're here once. Okay, bye-bye. We're not going to see you again. We're never going to mention you again. 
But still, um, I kind of want to, and most of the fan VAs are going professional. Yeah, they they they, they use the um, pony fandom itself like they are kickstarted to jumpstart their career into the creative arts. Mm, true, and Noah King is not. Uh, let's just say it's not her first rodeo with ponies or voice acting with ponies. She, she did um, a fan up of Pokemon and also did a fan up of um, Black Lagoon. Oh, you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it Black Lagoon? I don't remember. My head is a bit blurry. But still, she she's... Well, like, like I said, it's not her first rodeo. Mm, I do have an, a kind of like a theory of what might happen when the Hasbro decides to bring uh, fan, made, fan voice actors in. Mm-hmm. And that would be somewhere like in the far future when the series has gone on for gosh knows how many episodes and then we start having spin-offs and things like how the Cutie Mark Crusaders continue their journey to do stuff and things. Then maybe then they would start do anything for money. So let's get some fan-made voice actors come and do stuff. Oh, no, I, I don't think so that would happen. I don't think yeah. so that would happen. because Yeah, I think Hasbro would have the sense to put the thing down before it, things got that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they learned their lesson with the babies. They learned their lesson with the babies. Which one? Don't babies? mention those. Oh, 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 the ones that you're supposed to kill with fire. <laughs> So anyway, with all the talk about ponies and comics and derpy and oh my god, we segue a lot. Um, shall we, we rent off yeah. my few tangents? True, true. <laughs> That's how the show works. That's how the show works. So um, shall we end this? Sure. I okay. So let's go on to shoutouts. And well, my shoutout goes to you guys, um, Charlie and Sketchy. Thanks for coming on. Yes, no You're problem. Welcome. No problem. And Sketchy, thank you for being the guest host. It's been a pleasure. I do wish that Spelt was on a lot this episode, but uh, you can't complain. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, darling. If you advanced me, you nearly had to ask. <laughs> oh, you, you, you and me, we, sh- we shall talk after the show. I can't think it. I oh, can't, my. Sounds like it. fun, darling. Mm. I can't think it. Seriously, I can't think it, man. <laughs> Anyway, Charlie, before you break... Oh, I'm um, sorry, am I too much for you, darling? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Your> shout out. <laughs> oh, my shout-out has got to go to um, James Carr for hosting his live stream mm-hmm. in Marathon. Yes, James. And everybody inside that chat room, including, you know, you guys are there too, right? <laughs> Indeed. True, true. It was awesome. Um, I was on the stream itself, so yeah. yeah. Same here. Same here. So, yeah, with the music and stuff. So, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there, as short as well as it might be. I actually, well, it's nice to see arts, enjoy music, and just hang out, have fun. And oh, also a good cause as well. Charity. Indeed, indeed. And what about you, Sketchy? Any shout-outs to give out to? Well, my shout-outs, I would like to give a shout-out. One to James Crook, again, for the stream yesterday and for all the hard work you put in. I also have to give a shout-out to my assistant, Twilight, who was very loyal, very dedicated, and stuck with James for pretty much the entire stream yesterday, from like uh, 9 o'clock in the morning when he started all the way through to roughly 11 at night when they finally finished. Twilight was awesome. Yeah, twice stuck with James the entire time, helping out with lists and keeping track of donation totals, donating some money himself. So, big, massive shout-out to him for being such an awesome, dedicated assistant. 
Um, and also for always being there and helping me out on Thursdays. Uh, you rock, Twy. Seriously, yesterday was fun. And I was there too, even though I came in late. Well, let's just say time zone did not agree with the stream with me. <laughs> but still, yeah. I, I had fun. I had fun. And I did donate and have fun. And who knew I won a prize? It was so random. You won too. <laughs> you did. You 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 won a prize, which is a uh, a voicemail from me. Well, a voice message from me. So we'll have to negotiate that. True, true. And if you guys would uh, well, let's just say that if my thing would happen and I could get well help with the prize, if there is any prize to give out, who knows? We might do what James did and had fun. I got you covered, Norman. So anyway, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at mbshow.gmail.com. And if you would like to email us personally, you can reach me at norman at mbshow.com and daniel at mbshow.com and charlie at mbshow.com. And, well, you can reach us on Twitter. You can reach the show's account at the MBS show. Sweetie, but we'll respond to you. We'll talk to you and we'll, well, basically complain about stuff. I don't know what Sweetie Bot does. And also you can, well, follow me at Norman Sanzo. I post pictures about food and talk about whatever tickles my fancy. And I will talk about toys too. Sweetie Bot's primary function is failure. Oh, God, no. Oh, gosh. You're, you're not that, you're not that. <laughs> but anyway, um, you can also follow Sink Pinky or Daniel. Um, fun fact, or not fun fact, Daniel is really sick. So oh. do send him... The well wishes at Saint Pinky. That's S T P I N K I E. What about you, Daniel? <laughs> no. What about <laughs> you, Charlie? <laughs> uh, they can reach me at D R C X Y on Twitter if they want to. And what about you, Sketchy? If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Sketchy underscore Sounds. So that's Sketchy Sounds, and with an underscore between Sketchy and Sounds is where you will find me. Awesome. I'll I'll be sure to link everything you do on the show notes. So, also, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and also like our Facebook page. Uh, we do update stuff on the Facebooks because people do use the Facebooks. <laughs> and also, well, links will be provided in the show notes. I have been Norman Sanzo. I have been Charlie. And I am still Sketchy Sounds. We'll try and see you next week with a guest if we can. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye folks.
But anyway, <laughs> let's let's move to the next topic. Really, we have a guest time here, but since we don't have a guest, we should try for discussions. Mm. And what should we discuss? <laughs> How about we discuss me and you two and something nice? Who oh minds? I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, I, I've been <laughs> sane enough to go for it, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Darling, you would have to be insane not to go for it. <laughs> I think it, this is rich. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I do wish this can go into the show notes. Oh, not show notes, but in the bloopers. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So I, I'm trying hard not to laugh because I just looked at our <laughs> conversation chat. Where? Our conversation? You mean the drawing I give you? The Skype chat. The Skype chat. Oh, okay. You want to get okay? Uh, let's see. Yes, I got RD flash thrown at me randomly. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay. Um. Charlie, you still there? Because yes, yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry about that gap just now. You got plushy bombed. Yeah. Basically, uh, <laughs> I'm just being reminded of the time which I'm up. That's all. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you got work tomorrow? Yes, I do. Oh.